Welcome to another edition of the Columbia University Sports Podcast, The Cusp Show, where we talk about the business of sports and entertainment and media with some faces big, small, large, interesting, disruptive, all different kinds of people from time to time, our weekly show. I'm Joe Favorito, going solo this week as my co-host Tom Richardson, still off to parts unknown on vacation. We hope to have Tom back next week, and we'll do another show. But this week, we're going to talk a little bit about kind of the entrepreneurial side and the media side. Uh, Melissa Jacobs is the owner and the host of The Football Girl, um, a great site which talks about some of the more unique aspects of professional football. But she's also had a pretty interesting path to get there with stops at places like Sports Illustrated uh, and has really kind of ventured out, saw an opportunity to venture out on her own and create her own brand, and it's doing very well. So, Melissa, welcome. Thanks for having me, Joe. No problem. So, so why don't we talk a little bit about your background, kind of walk everybody through uh, the path that you took, uh, eventually ending up through some a, a bunch of other stops, but getting to Sports Illustrated after you had created the Football Girl, and then why you came back. So take us through kind of the, the way you got involved with um, the business of being the brand of the Football Girl now. Okay, well, it's kind of a long, twisty story, but I will try to uh, condense. Um, so my first job media was actually as a booker in radio in San Francisco. That's where I'm from. And I actually thought I wanted to go to law school and be like the first, I don't know, female agent that represented uh, mainstream male athletes. Luckily now exists. It didn't then. But I loved the media side. I loved producing, uh, kind of quickly worked my way up. I got recruited by ESPN and then I was in ESPN for six years um, on the radio side, and then I created a job on the television side uh, that was technically called talent producer, uh, but I kind of pitched it as this whole department, like, hey, instead of just talking to newspaper beat writers who are great, like, let's talk to the newsmakers themselves, let's, let's create news, let's create traction. So I did that in places like SportsCenter and NFL Live, which kind of leads to Football guides, you know, several years of just building up contacts, but league players, agents, all of that stuff. And I've, I've always loved the NFL. Um, I mean, I've loved all sports, but just the NFL has really resonated with me, like in terms of how much of a chess match it is, how much there's all, how much stuff there always is to learn. So, you know, I loved being at ESPN. I loved my job. But I didn't want to live in Bristol, Connecticut, for my whole life. So I, I them to give me the job where I actually thought I wanted to go into politics, but they let me live in D.C. I worked on, you know, some like the ESPYs and Jim Rome's birthday, just stuff kind of like that, like that were, you know, not in the mothership. And then I just continued to keep up on you know, with my NFL contacts and, and loved it. And I just saw an opportunity, um, this is 2009, to, to market the NFL to women in a smart way. I mean, they at the time, still maybe even now, the, um, women's apparel was the fastest growing ancillary business for the NFL. But they like, they didn't know how to talk to women as fans. So I thought I, was, I could fill that void. And I just really had an entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, I think we're kind of in a era where a lot more people have that and, and you, you do see people be successful on their own so I thought I would take a risk I, I was luckily at a place where you know I had saved enough money to do it I mean yeah you, ha you have to have the right situation 
and I did. So I launched it um, very quickly. You know, it 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 did it wasn't like I was you know <laughs> making six figures, not that or five figures for that matter, um, or even four figures to start, but you know, it gained traction. I was able to launch it with Barry Sanders, who gave me like this in-depth interview um, when he was still kind of a recluse. And we, you know, we did some cool news making, made a splash. And very quickly, ESPNW, which was just launching, they contacted me to be a contributor. And I just had a series of really cool opportunities come about while I kept doing the football girl, you know, working day and night. And then, yeah, a a couple years ago, Sports Illustrated just, the blue um actually the the i don't know what's his title now managing editor executive editor um had heard me on a podcast it kind of followed my work heard me on a podcast talking about my career path and how i wanted to you know kind of do things i had done football girl with more resources and just just had you know having a bigger vision brought me in we clicked um i was there for a couple seasons um which was amazing and fulfilling, but but also difficult because, um, to be honest, I I was the NFL editor of basically SI.com, um, but as I'm sure a lot of your listeners know, MM, the MMQB existed, run by Peter King, not not more, but then so I, I was kind of brought in in this weird like you got to guide the ship, but you have a lot of competition, like like the best competition business and your own thing so eventually they just basically um imploded all of si.com and the nfl content now lives them in qb and you know i i I liked it but i i didn't really see it as a like viable challenge that i could have successes for sure but that i could truly overcome and i i just had the the urge I, i just wanted to go back and see what I could truly make of the football girl where I put all the eggs into that basket without doing anything else. So hopefully that wasn't too long winded. No, that, that, that was great. Um, so a couple questions off that is um, talk a little bit about the football girl. Now, how did, how did you find the money originally? And then where did you get the money from now to launch it? And then in an era, especially now where it's even more important of, me too and storytelling yeah. and telling a different side of a story as opposed to the the kind of regular stories you read about the NFL. So where did you find the money and then how did you how do, how does the football girl now play into the narrative that's going on around professional football? Yeah, well, I I mean, here's a little secret, it doesn't take that much money to launch a website. Um mm. it's more of an opportunity cost, like what money am I giving up? other thing to do this um so i think when i launched it maybe it was two thousand dollars which felt like a lot of money but it didn't feel like the amount of money um but you know people need to understand when you when you launch a site like you know you're paying for hosting fees every month you know you're paying for images you're paying you know there's things that come up you're paying for when something goes wrong with your website um in fact i have some things right now that i have to get fit you know these are you know, these things add up really, really quickly. Um, so I think because of that with me, like I didn't, I didn't turn down any freelance gigs that were with reputable organizations because it, it was all, you know, going back into funding the website. And I knew, you know, I knew I wanted to have contributors and be able to pay them. And um, I don't believe in contributors working for free, uh, stuff like that. So, um, you know, that's, how it worked early on and 
you know, luckily some money came in from, from different avenues. I don't know if you want to talk about that in a, you know, different sure. part of this. But, um, yeah, but, and then, and then now, yeah, I mean, relaunching, obviously, I, yeah, I gave it a little bit of a different look. I had some other elements. I mean, it was, luckily it had already existed. Um, but now, and, and I, I think you, you might know this, Joe, I actually own the URLs to the baseball girl, basketball girl, and the hockey girl. So I'm kind of actively yeah. looking to launch those. And then now, now it's, you know, to do it right, to do it more than sort of like, this is my personal blog which is also fine and can also be robust and everything but if I want to have all these elements and they're like you can use on our podcast and here's the news and all these like different things you can click on it's, it's even more money so you know as, as you're looking at it from a, a business perspective it's really setting a budget and making priorities Mm-hmm. So where so when you look at revenue streams, so now you've got the site set up. You obviously also have the contacts to create content, which is great from all the yeah. places you've been. What are some of the other revenue streams that you've started to see that people may or may not be aware of when, when you kind of get this thing rolling? Well, honestly, this is, I mean, it's been crazy. I make more money, um, and again, it's not that much. I want to emphasize, but influencers it's not like I'm this person that has like a hundred thousand followers anywhere, but I think it goes into the the audience that we're reading. The fact that mm-hmm. I chose to strategically, you know, it's called the football girl. And yes, we don't have pink and we don't have, you know, one oh one. I make it very, you know, appealing, I think, for men as well with some of the content and I have male contributors, but the fact that we are speaking to a much larger percentage of, of females that most other NFL sites is, is appealing to brands. So, you know, I've, I just completed something with, with Fox um, that was for actually the World Cup. It wasn't even American football. And that was fun. And, that, you know, those are, good, you know, as long, as long as it's a brand that I believe in, great. I mean, that's, you know, that's it's pretty good money out there. And I think, you know, in podcasting as well, we, you know, they both – of those avenues, you know, I think from an advertising perspective, you know, it's, it's a personal endorsement. It's not just having a static image on a website you click on that has no open personality. It's having a podcaster come on and say, you know, watch the World Cup on Fox, like these were my, you know, this about the intro, like I'm loving my bracket that I'm doing and let me break it down for you and just having that passion. I think, you know, in the business now, a lot of advertisers are just seeing a lot more return on that kind of investment. Mm-hmm. So, so, Melissa, you saw an audience, obviously. There was a niche that needed to be serviced, which is tremendously important when someone's trying to build a brand. Um, who, why don't you tell everybody, like, who is your audience now? And from when you first launched it before you went to SI, uh, has the audience changed at all or has it grown or did people kind of keep following you along? Yeah, I think it's, well, it's grown. Um, I think, you know, I, I definitely had some holders overs from SI. When I was at SI, I mean, aside from a women's week I did, and I certainly had an emphasis on trying to have more diverse content than they had previously had. I mean, I was still do, you know, I was still doing like, or mired in like power rankings and all the sort of, gener- you know, trying to do it in creative ways. But I mean, you have to survey kind of generic NFL audience. I mean, I, I've, I've tried, and again, without going pink and with, you know, without being too, too, too hardcore feminist, I've, I've definitely gotten into the space of, like, girl power. Because, A, I obviously mm-hmm. believe it. I can't 
fake it. And, you know, it falls along with the times. It falls along with a lot of issues that have gone on with the NFL. And there still is, even now, like this huge percentage of NFL fans that are women that, that still just generally feel marginalized by by the mere fact that, you know, there's a huge portion of men that think like, oh, they're not real fans or just watch it because they're boyfriends or whatever. Uh, and then obviously, of course, because of a lot of the issues that have gone in the NFL. So I think that the, uh, the female audience has, has definitely grown since I, you know, in the second iteration. Right. And, um, but but the content and for everyone that we encourage everybody should go to the site and check it out. The content is not it's it's compelling content. If if you took that content and put it other places, whether it's a major you know a major news site um, or part of another network, it would still I mean it lives on its own. It's not like it's like oh it's it's skewed towards a specific voice. It, it is interesting storytelling about things that are going on in the NFL that you don't really see anywhere else and it's family stuff and other things that are going on, but it, it still is more compelling content that people can't get anywhere else. Right. I mean, that's kind of the goal. Yeah. And I appreciate you saying that. And you know, and I have some contributors and you know, I have some that are coming like in the next couple of weeks and they, you know, some will pitch me things that are really interesting. Like we have, we do a featured football girl segment, which is kind of morphed a little bit more into the podcast now. I kind of do that in audio form, the Football Girl podcast. But we have done, you know, over the years, just featuring different women in the league. Um, some you might know, like like Beth Mullins, and breaking down, you know, her, the opportunity to, to broadcast NFL games. And, you know, some that are kind of lesser known, but also have interesting stories. But do the do interesting under the umbrella. So, you know, I have a couple of writers that are working on a few of those for me now. So we have certain, you know, signature segments like that. But also, like, I do, you know, I do a weekly column in the NFL season. And, it's, you know, it could be breaking down, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers' offensive line. Or it could be, you know, breaking down, you know, some new, like, you know, political issue that comes up. Not that those never happen in the NFL these days. Um, <laughs> it's kind of, you know, I just, like, my voice being authentic to what I care about, which does toggle between off-field stuff and make the X's and O's stuff is just kind of what I need to do. And, you know, hopefully there's enough like-minded people that find something that appeals to them. Right. And is, is it broad enough being the football girl that you have the opportunity to branch out into college, other places that you could potentially, if, if you know, if the opportunity was there? You know, I think so, Joe, but I think in those cases that it will take an investment. It'll probably take an outside investment. I mean, that's that's what the goal is, right? I mean, the, mm-hmm. the audience exists. I mean, the, the women are out there. The men who want, you know, some variation in their content are out there. Just, you know, I'm a person with X amounts of income coming in. So, I, you know, I, I'm probably going to need a little push in terms of, launching, you know, I mean, that's my, my overall vision is having this empire that, you know, where all these sites are run by different editors with unique voices that are respectable. Um, and that that's just sort of this community of women. We, we do, we have events, we do awards, or, you know, there's just, but we need a little investment mm-hmm. to get there. So, so Melissa, you obviously have, have created a niche. Um, there's value in it. People are coming to you. 
you know, at one point, Sports Illustrated went to you and said, you know, hey, we like what you're doing. Can you come on board with us? And you did it. And obviously, you know, things changed over time. But why haven't major news sites covered the sport, any sport, especially the NFL, the way you're doing it, whether they're copying it or whether they want to bring you on? What's what's the, the, the risk that they, they don't want to take? Well, I think that's not an entirely true in the sense that you see – you know, you, you, you see, for, first of all, you see a lot more diversity um, among the ranks at some major outlets like Future Report, um, mm. ESPN, certainly. Uh, but I, I, I think that they generally see, you know, the, the, they see the numbers that come from things like, like power rankings and just sort of, you know, ultimately that that's the stuff. And I know this for me, editor, that's the stuff that's sort of your generic football audience is going to click on the listicles that you know that kind of mm. thing um, and I don't I don't think you can kind of manufacture a voice too I think you know I have a unique voice there's other people out there that, that have unique voices I've certainly had a lot of you know very reputable outlets want to bring me on and, and share my voice in, in various ways and that's been awesome and I super appreciate that but I don't know that they see in terms of, you know, at one point a while ago, I did have an offer for my site and I didn't want to, to do that. To, to, I thought I would lose some editorial voice and quite frankly, wasn't really enough money. But I don't think they see the, the power in the, the numbers that are going to come out of something like what I do, which would, of course, translate to ad sales, which is really they care about. Mm-hmm. Well, that, it's, that's good for you, obviously. So uh, yeah, now exactly. as as kind of an entrepreneur, obviously, now on your own, a little bit of a one-person band, uh, although you do have a lot of contributors, um, what's your day like? How do you stay updated on everything that's going on, whether it's on the, the tech side, whether it's on the NFL side, on the news side? What, what, what do you go to to stay constant and informed? Well, obviously, Twitter's a biggie, and I've tried to I've tried to diversify who I follow. When I first when I first went on Twitter in 2009, I think I just followed like a bunch of NFL players, which is great, but not really not really going to help you grow your business. But I you know I try to follow things like Wired, um, some you know sports business reporters out there that I I trust, so I can kind of always learn you know the latest industry news. Um, and I try to follow like a lot of younger. Um, maybe even students that, that would be listening like of that, that age group because they're just more informed about like the newest social media trends and hashtag we need to know, stuff like that. Just, just what, you know, that I, I want to stay tuned to that type of pop culture. Even if I'm not writing it, I want to hire the types of people that are, are going to resonate with an audience that, you know, is, is evolved basically that's very important mm-hmm. and you know in terms of storytelling you've obviously created your own voice you've answered the call to a niche that is growing um when young people come to you or anyone looking to kind of change careers and said oh you were at a big place now you're doing it on your own isn't that what what advice do you give them to, to go on their own yeah um i mean you have to have the right situation and mm-hmm. to, to be quite frank, my, when I started this, I didn't, I, I didn't have children. <laughs> Made it a right. lot easier. <laughs> don't, don't have children. That's number one. Uh, 
<laughs> they kind of ruin everything now. They're they're lovely, but um, <laughs> yeah. But try, you know, I, everything is, uh, you know, you talk about success. It's a lot. I, I read this piece with with Mark Zuckerberg. I think it, it was actually in Wired. Um, an ordinary of Facebook getting started. And he even said, he was like, we were able to succeed because we had no distractions. Um, but no, try to try to have a, you know, a good and have, have an idea, you know, don't just say, like, I, I know, you know, I understand the, the Packers offensive line, so I'm going to now write a blog, and it's going to be, you know, I, I was very strategic. I was like, I have this background. This is the, you know, differentiator that I'm going to bring. So make sure your differentiator is very clearly defined um, mm-hmm. and that you, you know, I, I, I did this before I launched at Child a Business Plan. Even if you don't have a business background, MBA, like where where do you think you're gonna make money? Even if that winds up it winds up completely changing, which in my case it did. Um, just how how does that look? And if you can't get, you know, what what is your budget gonna look like? So like, be realistic about what you actually have to spend money on, and and you know, talk to people who've done it and just understand. And obviously, all the hard work, and you're gonna work a lot more than twelve hour days and things like that. Right. Do you have any regrets being on your own? Um, do I have any? No, I actually don't. I was I was happy living SI. I mean, I really I made great friends there. I, I don't regret being there either. But especially with having kids now, it, it really my lifestyle. Um, and I just I, I like the independence. And I think you know I'm lucky because I'm at a place where I still play in the, the same playing field with like a lot of the heavy hitters. Um, so I, you know, I'm, I'm lucky and I, I really enjoy the independence. I enjoy being able to, you know, not have to hyphenate off season and having rules like that. <laughs> and mm. um, able to throw in some sanity that like makes my voice livelier. Not that I super encourage that. Yeah, I, I like I like the unpredictability of it. I mean, it's not for everyone. I mean, and I, you know, I'm lucky I'm in a position, quite frankly, where my paycheck can fluctuate, and I'm not going to be eating ramen noodles. I mean, that's obviously right. something that everyone has to consider their own situation. Mm-hmm. And then, um, lastly, we always ask people, how can people find you? Where are the places that you want people to look for the football girl, either in social? Uh, or online, whether it's for content or partnerships. Uh, you know, we have a lot of people who are on the sales side of this, too, who are always looking for new voices. So so how do they no, find Melissa Football Girl? Well, you can find me on Twitter. That's probably where I'm most active, at the Football Girl. Um, I, I was going to say, should I get my email out? But it's, it's on my Twitter handle. Um, right. our, okay. yeah, our Facebook page has got a lot more active. That's the Football Girl. I mean, ever, if you've been the Football Girl, we'll – to be that it would be some soccer girls, but I think that website has ceased to exist. So, um, yeah, I, I'd love for people to listen to my podcast too, the Football Girl Podcast, which we launched last November, and we featured some of the most amazing women in football and just some of the top NFL voices, whether they're male or female as well. Um, have some great upcoming guests to to get ready for the NFL season, and um, yeah, just excited to, to keep on pushing forward and we'd love to hear from from everybody cool well melissa jacobs the football girl thanks for joining us on the cusp show all right thanks so much for having me
Yep. And uh, as we move into the NFL season, you'll probably pick up hopefully at least uh, another dozen or so followers from people who are listening to us. So, that <laughs> anyway. would be lovely. Um, Thanks. Once again, this was the Columbia University Sports Podcast, The Cusp Show. I'm Joe Favorito from my co-host, Tom Richardson, and we'll see you down the line. <laughs>